And I have to tell you, Jesse, I know that there's probably going to be, everybody's going to go, what are you going to say? I actually believe that this is his best album. Hands wow. Down. Hands down. And I don't, it, it, musically, lyrically, um, the, do, you know, redoing this, a, a couple of his hits or, or a couple of the songs from his past, uh, retooling them, um, relevancy and stuff that I'll talk about even in, in, in this conversation we're going to have about you know, uh, uh, that teaser you just gave, that you just gave, but everything. And I don't know if it was because we were so lonely and so locked down. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, I've listened to it. It's just, there's not one song on that, on the entire album. You go, I don't really like that. everyone and welcome to a new episode of set lessing bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson joining me is a return guest uh tammy collier is from the dallas fort worth area we met each other through a mutual friend uh i was talking to her and she's like you've got to meet my friend tammy uh and she was telling tammy you've got to meet jesse we met we had a great time and she was on the podcast last January, and we've been trying to get her back, and it finally worked out. Welcome back to the show, Tammy. Hey, thanks for having me, Jesse. I really appreciate it. How are you doing? I am good. Uh, we talked a little bit before I hit record. Uh, you know, I've gotten my first shot. Uh, Linda got her first shot uh, so far, uh, as I've shared on the podcast. Uh, life at my day job is incredibly busy. And uh, we're ramping. It's 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 the end of March, and we're already worried about summer again. Uh, you know, Tammy, I, I know you growing up in Texas, right? Like, there's there's summer and not summer, the two seasons. You know, in Texas here, it's summer at CoachNet and getting ready for summer are the only two seasons in this more crazy world that I'm I'm working in. Yeah, no, it's been the same same for us as well. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Hands down, since we've we've been we've been very very busy for, since uh, March of last year. Um, it, it is it is funny. We were sitting at a restaurant um, here in Dallas, or really Louisville, and you know we we had a great time and we were laughing and joking and and we were like we got to do this more often. Oh, absolutely, we're going to make this a regular thing, right? And then <laughs> COVID. <laughs> And we've stayed in touch uh, via emails and social media and other things, but it has just been a crazy year, hadn't it? It has. I mean, it's a uh, between. Uh, you know, I know that was that's that's nuts. I mean, to think about the fact that we were just sitting there talking about what Bruce is going to do and all these things that we you know that we enjoyed um, having seen each other previously and having lunch, et cetera. Um, but this, this has been, it's been crazy. Um, I live with my mom, my mom lives with me, she's 72. And so having to watch out for her and, you know, she was, uh, she, she was a little stubborn at first. She didn't want to stay in. And, um, and so, you know, having to lock down and, 
uh, and in working really, really super long hours, uh, the type of uh, product that I sell allows people to work from home. So um, the minute that this happened and all the lockdowns happened, we just, we've been, you know, working really, really long days since then. And then the social, social isolation and everything that's happened, um, I, it's, it's unbelievable to think of where we're at right now um, and to know that it's been a whole year, one year that we've been doing this. Um, and, and so uh, I'm really grateful for the vaccines. I'm grateful that we're getting some light of hope um, and, you know, that we're able to, I, I had my vaccine, so I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all set and my mom is so, and in fact, she just left for Vegas today. So she, <laughs> she's there, she's there now to see, uh, you know, the grandkids and, uh, and has, you know, she hasn't seen them for a while. Um, so that's, it's, there's, there's a ray of hope that, that we're all feeling right now. You know, it is. And, um, you think about it, I, we got lucky, um, Chris in, you know, Chris was living in, in our house, uh, because of other circumstances. And he was just talking about moving out and then COVID happened. And he was like, I'm so glad I didn't because I know I would have packed up all my stuff. Um, Charlie's his dog and me and Charlie would have moved back in because I'm not going to sit in this apartment by myself, you know? So, um, and it was, it's, it's weird, Tammy, you know, um, I'm, you know, here's our computer room, as you can see, well, he would be on that computer, I would be in our living area, working off my laptop, and my poor wife would be in the bedroom, like, I can't get out, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> both of you on con calls, and both of you, and we'd like, hey, are, are you have a con call right now? Yes, okay, and so we'd go, like, one of us go into the bedroom, so we wouldn't interrupt, and uh, it's just really, really strange. It really is, it really is. And, but it is kind of nice that as a technology, you can show that um, you can stay productive working remotely. You can still stay engaged with your agents. You can stay engaged with your employees. You can stay in- engaged with your clients. You know, that's been ama- amazing. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, our company said, well, why are we not doing this remotely? There's no reason for us to go and sit in front of customers there's no reason for us to meet face to face. Why can't we do this over Zoom? Ironically, we have we've had Zoom the entire time, and why can't we do it? Why can't we sell that way? And you know, I, I think that that relationship um, has definitely transformed over the past year, where people are still saying, "Yeah, no, we can do this," and we've we've had record quarters. Our company is just soaring right now. Um, and we're able to, we've been able to transform, we're, we're installing our products and services, you know, remotely. Um, we're able to, to do things that I, I, th- I think that they were, they were really reluctant to do. And we do still have that old adage, you know, that, hey, I need to sit and break bread with you. And I want to have, you know, dinner and things like that. But now we've, we have a lot of people are going, I don't know about that. Maybe we yeah. really don't need to. And then we're a lot more productive. Yeah, I, I certainly think, and I, you know, I've had a couple of people that um, we did virtual wine tastings, the, uh, you know, the vendor send us wines and like, then we like, we all sat on Zoom and we tested and uh-huh. talked. And, and so it is kind of interesting. 
so I'm glad you and yours are safe and I'm glad things are going well. Um, I am, I, I've been very vocal. I, I feel blessed that our industry, you know, the roadside assistance for RVs has just been very busy and for various, for very good reasons. It's very, it's a safe way to travel. You can remain social distance. You can be self-contained. And so it's worked out really well for us. And, um, you know, so I'm, I've got back in the office toward the end of May. And so in a lot of ways, life has been normal for me. I go to the office, I come home, but I wear a mask every day and they take my temperature and they double check that I haven't been exposed every morning. I have to do this before I can walk in the office. Nice. Well, that, and that's great that you've had a little bit of uh, a bit of a little bit of normal. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. All, nice. all right. So um, for those of you who have not heard, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? <laughs> okay. Uh, so my name again is Tammy Collier. I'm uh, I live here in Dallas. Uh, I have uh I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I think everybody knows that. Uh, in fact, I know everybody knows that. They're probably tired of me talking about it on Facebook or posting this or posting that. And I get it. I mean, I have a lot more to say, but you know, it, right now it's just, it, it's, it's something to look forward to. It's my little, you know, it, it's become even more of a hobby, if you will. <laughs> um, I'm a regional sales director for Five9. Uh, it's a call center software solution as a service. Um, I ran call centers for 20 years, so I was an executive. I started as an agent, and then I was a director, manager, vice president, and then uh, about 11 years ago or so, I went into sales and started selling um, software-related products that are in the call center, so I've worked at Oracle, Salesforce, and Amazon Web Services before I came over to Five9, and now I'm leading a team of five people here in the, uh, in, actually in Texas, so I've got three reps here. Um, I have a rep in, in Austin and, uh, is that, no, I have four reps right here. No, I, I'm sorry. I've been another rep in Arkansas. So, yes. um, yeah, so that's, uh, my background. And, uh, we think we, we had a, I had an amazing, uh, time with you the last time we had a chance to talk about, uh, Bruce and my love, his, uh, from of his music, his live performances, Broadway, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we really did. And, you know, one of the things that came up, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about it, when, when we had lunch, is you talk about, you know, I used to do a presentation about the customer experience it, and I tie it to Bruce. And I went, oh, well, that would be a fun podcast. And so uh, that's our teaser. That's, that's our main meal that we're going to get to in a little bit. So uh, I think that's going to be fun. But I've got to do some brace quick hits. It's been a year. Um, what were your thoughts of letter to you? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, it's really funny. I, the last time we talked, you know, we, we have a lot of favorites and what we're trying yeah. to compare. And, you know, we heard the rumblings that this was the masterpiece. This was the best album that they had ever done. And that's how Bruce and the E Street Band felt. And I have to tell you, Jesse, I know that there's probably going to be, everybody's going to go, oh, what are you going to say? I actually believe that this is his best album, hands, wow. down. hands down. And I don't it, it, musically, lyrically, um, the do, you know redoing this, a, a couple of his hits or, or a couple of the songs from his past, uh, retooling them, um, relevancy and stuff that I'll talk about even in 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 this conversation we're going to have about 
you know, uh, uh, that teaser you just gave, that you just gave, but everything. And I don't know if it was because we were so lonely and so locked down. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, I've listened to it. It's just, there's not one song on that, on the entire album. You go, I don't really like that. Yeah, I, I know that I was, you know, I was very vocal that um, all, you know, forgive me if you don't follow my politics, but I wanted a new president. If we got a new Springsteen uh, album in October, when I, you start here to room, it's a new president in November, maybe 2020 would not be the worst year ever. <laughs> and, um, and when you hear and you know, and then you were, you know, we got the Apple documentary, which kind of showed the guys working together. Um, I agree. It's, it's, it is, it is an amazing album. And then when you think that they were all, you know, he's what, 69, 70, when he recorded this, that, yeah. you know, wow, talk about still to mix your metaphors of fastball, being able to provide something that's, that's amazing. Uh, it, it definitely and incredible. And, um, and, and, you know, and also, you know, and I, and like you, I'm sure we watched the film on Apple TV of the, the making of letter to you. I think that, uh, you know, the, the sadness that I felt in my heart when, you know, they're all excited about this tour that they're going to do. Yes. You know? And I was just like, oh man, they have no, I, nobody knows what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I just, there's a, there's a little bit I'll talk about later about letter to you, uh, that's relevant to business, but yeah. Uh, it was just, I think, powerful musically, powerful in the songs. Um, again, taking us on this journey of his life and mm -hmm. where we're at and where he's at and um, and just the promos that went into it. And and by the way, I am Tammy from Dallas and uh, the Zane interview, I don't know if you caught this or not, but the Zane interview that they allowed a thousand people into for the uh, the hour before they released it. Yeah. Um, I, I was one of the people that got in. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. And I put uh, in the chat, you know, um, in case anybody would see it, because uh, we're all just talking before. Mm -hmm. And I said, hi, I'm Tammy from Dallas. Um, you know, I love the album. Thanks for this. Appreciate it. You know, we needed this in 2020. And when Zane was cutting through, he's talking, he's reading some names off. And there were only four names that he read off. And one of them, the very last one, he says, and Tammy from Dallas. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> that was, is awesome. Yeah, it was great. That was, and I do think it was really great how many interviews he gave and what insightful, that was a very insightful interview from Zane that really covered some new things. It did. And every time you think that you haven't heard something else from him, he, he gives you something else, right? Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, I've talked about this with other guests, but, you know, when you, when people like Melissa Etheridge and other people start doing home concerts, you're like, oh, maybe Bruce will do a home concert. And then when you hear, well, he's going to be on E Street Radio and, and then, well, he's not playing. And then you realize, oh, okay, well, this will be different. And then um, I had um, Ron Martz who's a writer, you know, on the podcast said, 
he is a great storyteller. Why are we surprised that he can't tell a great story in this format? And um, hearing him all do the shows on E Street Radio have been kind of a little bitty blessing through the year that you've like, oh, we've gotten insights in his thoughts. We've got to hear music, uh, you know, that he picked out. It's been a really treat. Indeed, indeed. You know, and, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to hear all of those. Um, I've, I've listened to some, but because of the work and being able sure, to- Sure, I understand, yeah. But uh, no, I, I agree. It's another way, and I'll, I'll, I'll touch a little bit on that later okay. too. But that is definitely another way that he transforms himself all the time and gives us something else that we go, what? This yeah. Is awesome. Yeah, I did. Um, so I, I want to know, um, did you, when you heard he was going, when rumors started that he was going to do a Jeep commercial, um, I will tell you, Tammy, when the night before the Super Bowl, when it broke, I thought it was fake because I'm like, this looks like straight from Western Stars. Did someone just take some un, you know, like stuff off Western Stars and build something? Um, you've been a fan for years. Mm -hmm. Did you have any feelings? You know, it was that mixed feeling that we all have, which is, whoa, wait a minute, you know, don't use any of your songs, you right. know. Um, it, it, but I was, I was excited because I knew that, I knew that Bruce, whatever he was going to do was going to be meaningful. And then when I heard that it was going to be two minutes and it was like, of course, it's going to be two minutes because Bruce doesn't do anything short. Number one, right. and number two, he's going to, it's going to be meaningful. Um, so I was, my first impression was, okay, it, it did, is he going to use a song and sell out? I, I couldn't imagine him doing that. I, I really couldn't without seeing the commercial or knowing what was, what was coming. I knew there was no way in the world he would do that. Um, so that kind of passed through. And then when the commercial came out, I was, I was very, very happy about it. I thought it was meaningful and, and relevant again, you know, it, it widening his audience again, um, and then all of that. So that was my, my thought on it was good for him. I mean, yeah. Great, great way to reach other people. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, one of the people on Twitter said that the diverse reaction from both the right and the left about the commercial and their complaints about it tells you how far away from the middle that we are. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I'm not judging anyone who didn't enjoy it, but from my perspective, I thought he was giving a story that he felt passionate about, mm -hmm. that he, a cause he feels strong about. And uh, so I was glad to see it and I thought it was well done. Agree. And I, and I think that um, ironically that, um, and, and I'll talk a little bit about this too, about the, the, de you know, the idea that he's a working man and he doesn't believe he's a working man because he's rich and, mm -hmm. and then the message being off because here's a rich man talking about, you know, something he knows nothing about. And that's yeah. all he wants. That's all he's ever wanted. If you ever listen to his messages, if you ever listen to any of his stuff that's gone on for the last, you know, 45 years, he's saying the same thing. Yeah. So this has been a message and I think it's been consistent, right? The, um, the distance between the American dream and the American reality. And I think he's always been about that. Exactly. Uh, well, Good. I, I'm glad and I'm glad we got to catch up. So um, I have been doing call center business, probably my first true, what I would call call center job started in 87. I sold car insurance over the phone 
Then I moved to customer service. I worked my way into management, ended up being a, you know, a manager and then a director. Uh, and so I've been doing this all along. And I have made multiple presentations to um, you know, industry seminars, to my teams, you know, always trying to do. And in fact, when I started my new job, the first thing I did was I met with every agent. And I asked them, what do you like about the job? What don't you like about the job? What do you think we need to do better at? And oh, by the way, if we're going on a road trip, what's the one song that has to be on the road trip? And I actually made a Spotify playlist of all the agents, you know, picks. Um, and I'm, I'm in the process of building a seminar for next week on how to interview both internally and externally. I, I feel like that my agents don't have enough experience. And I, so I want to teach them. I want to tell them that, you know, whether you're applying for a job here or you're going to look for jobs in other departments, other companies, that's, that's life. Let me show you how to do it well. So I always find a way to incorporate Bruce. When I was in Manila, I did a whole talk about better days and worked that into, um, and when people challenge you, like, okay, if you had 15 minutes, you had to do a TED talk, what would you do? I'm like, oh man, I'd pull out the lyrics, the better days, and I could talk for 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> so you're doing different presentations through your career. How did you come up with, you know, your love of Bruce and let me mix it with my real life? Wow, that's it, it's this is a it's a fun story. So um, I have always incorporated a Bruce slide into my decks, right? So every time that and 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 it's whether it be it's always a quote, um, it's always something that's that you know that I sneak it in. You know, uh, nobody wins unless everybody wins. Uh, you know, all of these uh, these different things that he said over the years. Um, and so I was at I was working at Salesforce. And I had uh, a call come in when I was in, in New York and I had a call come in and said, uh, would you do a presentation for Salesforce Service Cloud? That's what I, that was my area of what I sold. Would you do a presentation for our, our big partner event um, in Dallas? And I said, sure. And it was a couple of days, it was last minute notice and stuff like that. And I said, what do you want me to present? And they, they, they gave me the information, they gave me a deck. And so I'm thinking that I'm going to speak at this event that's going to be maybe 20 or 30 people, right? Max, that's it. And I, I get to the, the, the hotel early and, um, and I walk in and there are 700 people there. Huge, huge event. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Um, I'm glad I'm here early because I want to check out the audience and I, I wanted to scan, see what was going on, get a feel for the room, you know, to just watch people. And I wanted to watch the presentations before. So as I'm watching these presentations and they put me on right before lunch. And so, and you know how wonderful that is. Because yes. it's like, oh, I just want to get out of here. I'm done. And so um, I had watched these people in the audience. They're sitting there, they're on their phones, they're getting up, they're restless, they're walking back and forth. Uh, they're not paying attention, they're talking to each other. And then they announce me and I have to go up. And so I had a, a pretty sizable deck, which I hate PowerPoints to begin with. I think we all do. And um, I had 
I don't know, 25, 30 slides. And I'm going to go through my you know, product, my solution, why you should be talking to me, et cetera. And I walk up with a, you know, probably a, a handful of a massive handful of, of, of business cards, because I know these people are going to come up to me afterwards and talk. And I started in to talk about things and I'm like sitting there and I had already scoped the audience, the demographics. I knew what I had out there. And I stopped because I saw everybody, you know, at different points starting to pick up their phones or they're walking out of the room. And I said, let me ask you a question. And I just stopped. I said, how many of you ever seen Bruce Springsteen? And Jesse, everybody that was all these people that were on their phones, a lot of people, I had like, I had probably dozens of people that like all looked up and they all raised their hand. And I said, okay, how many of you ever seen Bruce Springsteen in concert? Everybody raised their hand. Um, all right, let me ask you another question. How many people have seen Bruce more than one time? Everybody had their hands up. Five times, 10 times, 20 times, 50 times. We got up to like 110 times, right? <laughs> These two gentlemen back in the back were like raising their hand, keeping their hands back and forth. I'm like, who's going to drop their hand first, right? Yeah. And then it came into play, uh, and, and, you know, and I know everybody was really engaged. I mean, I, even people that weren't interested or had no idea who Bruce Springsteen was, they are listening to what's going on because everybody's talking. We're all, we're all talking. And, and I, why do you go see him? And I stopped. Why? Why do you see him so many times? What is it about him? because he puts on the best live performance. He's, he's a genius. And I said, bingo. He gives you an exceptional customer experience. You know everything you're getting when you get to Bruce. Now let's talk about Fitbits and why that you have, why did you go buy that little band that you wear around your, your, your wrist, right? What attracts you to this Fitbit? And, and then, then you bring in all the other people because I think probably at that time when I was talking, um, they had, I would say 90% of the audience had a foot Fitbit on, right? So you bring them in and want to be relevant. And so that's how Springsteen first got started. When I was done, Jesse, I had a line of people that came up to me for my card, wanting to, oh. wanting to do business with me. Sure. Uh, I ended up winning a trip off of that, by the way, um, to uh, Puerto Rico, because, um, what, because I took that particular presentation tailored it down and made it a Springsteen roadshow. And from that point forward, that's all I did for the rest of the year. And, you know, that's, I've thought about this when, when Chris was really little, uh, we went to the circus, Ringling Brother Barman and Bailey Circus that no longer exists. And, uh -huh. um, you know, we're watching this and everything. And, and the next presentation I made, I said, think about, have you ever been to a circus? You know, people raise their hands. I said, okay, did you have a good time? Yeah. I said, okay, think about everyone in that circus has done this dozens of times this week, you know, and hundreds of times, and they have to do it fresh every time. So when your phone rings, you know, we talk about being a performer, you're that you're you have to treat them like it's the only call you're going to have right just like that when the when the 
clown throws the bucket of confetti and the guy has to pretend like, oh, I think it's going to be water. So I think it's right. Like how many times has Bruce played Name the Songs, Born to Run, Dancing in the Dark, you know, Promised Land. And but someone in that audience, this is the first time they've heard it. And it's it's magical to them. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I think this is fascinating. So um, please share more. So we're, you're going to kind of give us through what your presentation was and what your thoughts were, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so out of that, and it came more of a formalized, structured presentation, right? So it came into play at every single uh, event that I went to. It wasn't just events, though, but th- keep in mind, um, you and I've talked and you know that I could sit down and talk to you about my product and service today, or I'd have one of my reps come in and do the same thing. And we're going to have a conversation as to why that you should buy from us. Right. Um, so I created what I call Bruce CX. We all know what CX means in our world, customer experience. Um, but I actually took Bruce's name and made an acronym out of it. Um, and which we love acronyms, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> Especially in the call center world, we have to have an acronym for everything. Uh, so uh, Bruce stands for Building Relationships, Relevancy, Unforgettable, Consistency, and Exceptional Customer Experience. So I would jump in right away and say, Oh, well, you just described a Springsteen show, right? Because he builds a relationship to us. Um, it's relevant because the songs he's singing mean a lot. It is unforgettable. Um, it's consistent. He never lets you down. Right. Um, and, you know, and it's an exceptional experience. I mean, that's, I think that is a perfect summary of a Springsteen show. Bingo. And I think that, uh, and, and that goes into a lot of the stuff, especially with building relationships. And Jesse, think about this too. You know, when Bruce is, Bruce is performing and he's talked about this and he's talking about the very first part of this, uh, of this uh, Bruce CX is that he, he's often said that I don't know what's going to happen at a show. He says, I, I don't know. I'm going to call an, he calls audibles all the time. He reads the energy of the audience. He doesn't know what's going to take, what it's going to take to change that audience. There's a different feel for each performance, which is what makes him so good, Right. Um, so if you think about that perspective and then, and then you look at the, you know, we talked about this, um, about him meeting you in the eye when you saw him, right. When you you met him, um, and we do this and and, and I'm going to, I want to transform that a little bit over into the call center world that we, we work in, but from meeting you in the eye, I mean, he, he's engaged with every, everybody. He, he does that in, in concert, right. He's shaking people's hands and, you know, and, and when we were at the book signing for those 10 seconds, you felt like you were the only person in the world, you know? Yes. The next person felt the same way. Um, he has this inability, this, this ability to really build a relationship in such an instant um, from his energy feeds off into you. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people can't do. I mean, it's, he's very charismatic, obviously. He, he knows and feels and and he, he's able to make those that he's able to transform right into that um, just by the looking at you in the eye. And that's so important. Um, but also, if you look at it from the, you know, everybody says, oh, he's the soundtrack to our life. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, where he's at. He's building that relationship with you, whether you're a teenager, 
whether you want to talk about sex or love or marriage or kids, divorce, political things that are going on, social things that are going on. You know, he's always, he's always there. He's always building that stuff. So he's building relationship with each one of us. Yeah, he really is. And, you know, if you, you know, I've been doing this a little over five years and everyone I've talked to, you know, talks about that connection mm-hmm. and that music, how it's meant to, you know, him or her or them, where it is. Um, and, you know, and it's always interesting to hear when you mention favorite songs and, and the diversity of songs that, uh, you know, I'll ask people, what are you chasing? And they'll have all kinds of different answers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, now think about that also too, from our perspective, um, Jesse, because we don't see people, right? Most of right. us don't. in our, in your call center world, you're hearing a voice on the phone. Um, you, you're, you, they have very little time. You have, you know, 30 seconds basically, and you can have, you're either going to have a really good experience or really bad experience, depending on how you handle that call. And we know how to teach people inflection words and, you know, what it means and how, the, you know, what actions they're taking and things that it's a constant game of chess, right? We know what motivates people and we understand that. And, you know, it, it's just as salespeople, that's even more, you know, you get into that a little bit more. Yeah. So. You, you'll often hear studies say that um, when you're not face-to-face that up to 70% of comic communication is through tone and inflection right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I really do think that's true and um you know it's a cliche right but they really can't hear you smile and right. that and how to build that connection and how to say the the and that's a I think this is a really strong for any business not just the call center right but building that relationship making sure you connect right away is the key. People want to feel like you care about them and they want to know that you're listening to them, that you're paying attention to them. They, you know, and, and I, and our world has been that way for, for a long time. We've known that we just don't usually see them. And, you know, over the last year with COVID that's even changed, right? Because now we're on zoom. And, and so for salespeople in, in particular, man, we're, we're an FBI interrogator. You know, we, we, we're researching, we're watching, we're looking at your, your expressions, we're doing everything, you know, and, and, and we, we find a lot now that we have decision makers that are on these Zoom calls that are poker face. We have no idea who they are. Um, but, you know, that going back and tying that into Bruce, the ability you have of this, this enormous personality to read and know somebody like me um, that, that I know what you want. For, for the next 10 seconds, I know that you want to know that I know you exist, right? Um, and all the other things that he does, just building relationships through his albums, his performances, et cetera. That's, that's, that's kind of where that goes. Good, all right, very nice. Um, the second one is really, uh, is really important, which is relevant. And this is, you're, you're gonna like this because um, this really goes back into, how does Bruce at his age stay relevant? How has he not stayed relevant? Look at what this guy has done over the last two years and, and what he's done even within, you know, a, a pandemic, right? Um, you know, the things that is so relevant, look, let's look at American Skin with 41 Shots. That song 
became more relevant last year and over the past, what, 12 months than it did when it was, when I was living in New York when Amadou Diallo was killed. That was a huge situation. And now with George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter protests and things that we've had with it, I mean, that song today is more relevant then now than it was then. And it was still relevant. They're still saying about the same things. We're, he's still talking about the same things, right? It, it is very interesting, the idea that um, this song that is, you know, multiple years old, and it's sad that it's still relevant. Yes. Because it shouldn't be, but uh, it is. And the... Um, you know, one of the things that upset me, Tammy, is someone on Facebook posted that, well, I wish Bruce would quit putting out new albums because it's tarnishing his reputation and tarnishing his legacy. And I'm like, okay, first off, <laughs> I think Letter to You is brilliant, but even if you disliked it, Mm-hmm. how does that tarnish his reputation, right? Like how can this guy, um, and it is one of the things that we got during all these E Street radio shows, and you were talking about, you've heard some of them, is the diversity of the music that he's played. You know, my, my friend Sam said, I just think he, he goes and writes down people's names and then so he'll sound relevant. He'll sound cool, right? I don't think he really listens to this all kind of music, you know, because the story supposedly is like back in the day, he would go into music store, just grab tons of CDs, random CDs and go listen to all of them. But when you hear the amount of music and the diversity, you know, um, you can truly see he is a connoisseur of whether it's, you know, um, like someone wanting to try different wines or, or different, you know, high grade scotches or bourbon or, or trying to enjoy different art, you know, his music is a joy to him and he's trying all this. So therefore he remains relevant because he's aware of what the industry is doing. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, from, and we're, we could go into a lot of different things if you're looking at songs and stuff like that, but look at the rising. I mean, think about that, you know, when we needed that song the most, he came out, it was a way for us to grieve over 9-11, right? Uh We're going to, we're now going to shift that over into wow, we made a video for the DNC, you know, to, to go to talk about this pandemic that is destroying our, our world, you know, and the transformation and that brilliance of, of hope. Right. And then, you know, then we come back and, and, and there it is again, you know, it was, he's, he's, he's turned that one song into everything and Broadway, you know? Yeah. Well, and then even, I know this was filmed, I know it was recorded before the pandemic happened, but, you know, I'll see you in my dreams where all the summers have come to an end. I'll see you in my dreams. We'll meet and live and love again. Uh I'll see you in my dreams. Yeah. Up around the river bend for death is not the end. I'll see you in my dreams. Uh I mean, talk about a song that, for the pandemic, for all the people we've lost, for all the the joy we've lost, for the people who didn't get to 
rock across the stage when they graduated, for the people who had virtual weddings and virtual births. You know, um, I just had someone on the podcast that shared, you know, uh, Rabbi Ayers, he had joined me years ago and we talked about, you know, he didn't get to attend his son's wedding. It was in Israel. And so he had to watch the Zoom. Now, luckily this year, he and his wife were able to fly to see the birth of their grandchild, you know, but so there, there's not just the loss of life, it's loss of normalcy. And this song is like, we didn't know we needed it, but we did. Right, right. And it pops up. So, you know, like even talk about your, about the albums, what you, 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 you made a, a comment about somebody that didn't like Letter to You and okay, does it erase everything? Does that erase Born to Run or The Rising or yeah. Nebraska, any Tunnel of Love? Any, you, name your, you name your favorite. Does that say that he didn't create that, right? Right. So, um, and then with, when you look at Broadway, um, that just turned everything as we know on its head. That, you, you talk about relevance. I mean, he took Broadway and just turned it around in a way that no other artist has ever done. He did that single-handedly. And then when you think he's not done, he comes out with a podcast with Barack Obama. I mean, relevance, he's always trying to reach somebody new. He's always trying to remain relevant and to get his voice heard and to be heard in a way he wants to. You know, Tammy, I, I've, I've told this story multiple times, but I just think it's it's fascinating. Um, I, I had a guy reach out to me via LinkedIn, the way people meet you at LinkedIn. And um, he ended up being a Springsteen fan. And so I actually booked him on the show and we, we interviewed and it was fun. And he told the story. He said, Jesse, I just think back. It's the reunion tour. It's 98, 99. He says, I'm sitting in the, I'm standing in the pit thinking this is it. My Springsteen fandom has reached its zenith. The band has gotten back together. They have performed. Um, this, they, they will never top this. Maybe every couple of years they'll go out and tour. But as an E Street Band fan, I have hit my zenith. He says, and I think about telling that guy, you've got the rising to look forward to. You have magic to look forward to. He says, you have an autobiography. You have him on Broadway. You have him singing at inauguration. <laughs> you, he hasn't even started yet. Not at all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then even, and we get him again in 2021 for another inauguration, you know, with Joe yes. Biden. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's such a, such a, an enormous way. And so yeah. we all know that if you're going to be, if you're going to be relevant in, in our world, you have to transform and you have to change and you have to meet people on their terms yes. and meet people in a way that they want to, to be, to, to communicate and to be creative and stuff like that. So I think that Bruce does a great job with that. Absolutely. Um, the next one that we would go through, and this is by, we all know he's unforgettable, right? We, we, we know as fans, there's so many things that he's, that he's unforgettable about. I mean, 
his all the things we've talked about from his albums, his writing, his songs, his, his massive performances, um, you know, charity work. Um, you know, during the pandemic last year, when he's you know he's did he did the 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 artist for Jersey, and and getting everybody together to to raise money and do things to help out New Jersey. Um, you know, his, all of his COVID relief, his Jeep collaboration. Again, he's just, he's always, he's out there, the podcast, the born to, you know, the book, the, just, you name it. There's, there's so many ways that Springsteen is unforgettable, as we know. Yeah, and I, I, I've told this story multiple times, Tammy, and um, I had, um, back then, Verizon um, wasn't Fios, it was just Verizon, and we had had somebody clean the, had, paint the walls of our house and to do that they had unplugged everything and so I'm looking at this box of wires you know and um, I call up Verizon and I go hey I need someone to come out because my internet isn't working well I go I'm telling you it's 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 everything's unplugged I have no idea what to do I know I've got to pay someone to come out can you get me someone? And he says, yeah. He said, that's a different department. I said, that's okay, fine. So we get to the other department and this wonderful woman said, okay, I've got you down. I have to push one button and this will schedule someone to come out. But I really think if you give me 10 minutes, we can do this ourselves. Will you give me a chance? Wow. <sighs> okay. And she goes, all right, you ready? Put me on speaker. All right, go look for this. And she walked me through it. And I've got internet. Oh my I, went, I went, holy poof. I said, <laughs> I've got internet. She goes, I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. She goes, I'm going to cancel the ticket. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> That's over 10 years old, Tammy. And I tell that story when I'm trying to talk about good customer service. Oh, that's she, amazing. Right? Because she's like, can you just, and I was, she was so nice, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll try. But she knew that this is not as hard as he's making it, but she didn't try to argue with me. She was like, okay, one button away, I'm getting a guy out there. But, and, um, and so she was unforgettable at that time. That is an experience. And when people talk to me about, you know, internet service and cable TV, I go, yeah, but you know, th that time I needed, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him another chance because I remember this person was so fabulous. No, you, you told it. That's a great story. And we have so many, so many bad experiences, right? And that's something in our world that we wish that more people like you would say that, you know, I want yeah. you to, to hear this fabulous experience that I had because it was just incredible. And I, and I'll continue buying from that company and I'll continue going back to that person. Or if I could talk to her every time that I called in, I would do that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I, I love the idea of, you know, be unforgettable. Um, you, you know, and it's a cliche, right. They will remember how you made them feel. Yes. Uh, but it is true. It is very true in both in tech support and customer service and all the different things that you do face you to face everything. Yes. You can be unforgettable for good reasons and for bad reasons. So absolutely. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, 
And which leads me to one of my favorite parts, which is consistent. And you know, this is interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever realized this or not, but um, you know, I, I was when I, I was putting some of the stuff together, I thought about this. I'm like, okay, 1975, Bruce starts out, he plays live shows for four hours. 1985, he's playing shows for four hours. 2001 reunion tour, he's playing shows for four hours. 2016, he's still playing shows for four hours, right? Yes. There we go. Now, so the other thing that I did not, not um, look at is when we go back and look, let's look at how many. So we know, we are, we know consistently that Bruce is going to be out there live and performing. And when he shows up, he's playing for four hours. It's like the, the Dallas concert that I talked about in our last time that I expected him to come out and play for an hour and a half for a free show. No, he played for three hours, three hours and 45 minutes or something like that. Right. right? Um, so that is always consistent. You know, you can count on him for four hours. This, this name that, you know, even though we know it's close to close to four hours. Right. Um, album releases though. Do you know from 1975 to 1995 that he released a new album every two to three years? Wow. And then, and then from 2002 to 2014, he released a new album every two to three years. Okay. Okay. So then you go, all right. And then what happened from 2016? We haven't stopped hearing from him. Yes. Every, every, like he's not gone a year. We haven't heard from him. You know, we've got him on Broadway. We've got the book tour. We have, you know, the Western stars album, then the film that I met you at, Yes. Um, you know, that then letter to you last year, the album, the film, the, the things that went into it, the podcast, the, the Jeep ad. I mean, it just yeah. keeps coming. And, you know, it just, we we're not, he's, he's, he is refusing to never, you know, not be heard from right now. So um, I made, I've made this joke multiple times and it's not necessarily, I'm not joking is um, you know, I live in Dallas uh, my son and I, you know, part of our ritual during the fall are watching the Dallas Cowboys together, right? Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, Chris is like, hey, you don't have a Dallas Cowboy t-shirt on. You have a Bruce shirt on. I said, well, Bruce hasn't disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say the same about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Well, no, they can consistently disappoint you, though. Yes, maybe so. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it is. Um, that's fascinating. Those numbers, though, of his consistent output. Right. Very much so. Very much so. And I and I and I had I was like, I wonder, because for some reason I felt like that, you know, there really wasn't. He took a little break. And I think that's when he and Patty were having kids. Right. Um, yes. You know, and he's having his life, et cetera. But, you know, the one thing that we talked about earlier and I thought about this as, as I've, as I've, you know, toned this, you know, this, uh, this entire customer experience and put it into, into, into a format. Um, you know, he talked about on Broadway about him being rich and he's such a fraud and, you know, and he's, he, he works, he talks and writes about people or nine to five jobs and working class people. He feels like this imposter. He has imposter syndrome, right? Um, but that's the point. He really is a working person. He, he is so hard at work all the time, building his brand, doing the right things, giving to us. We want more. Okay, I'll give you more. We, we want an album. I'll give you an album. 
I want a tour. We're going to do a tour. You know, I mean, he is so, he may be rich. He earned every bit of it. He worked his tail off. And at the same time, he really does kind of actually know what a working class man is because of what he does. Yeah, does that make sense? It makes total sense. You know, and he jokes about that Broadway was the first real job he had that he had to you know be at the same place every day you know five six days a week um and but i do think that um he's been a consistent marketer and and i'm sure that's i i know he has a team and i'm sure that they work together it i do not feel and maybe that's my fandom eyes, but it appears that Bruce, you get the feeling he doesn't let too many things not be in his control. When you talk about hearing, you read his autobiography, you talk about that, that, you know, with him fighting depression and all the things of doing this, you know, he has very much, he, he has a great, you know, Barbara Carr and John Landau, but he has a group of people, but they have, they do a good job of managing his career and keeping it consistent where there is new product, new availability, you know, um, they now doing the live archives once a month, you know, where you get a different show from different eras. Uh, you know, there, there's rumors we're going to get a born in the USA box set. We may get tracks too. I mean, there is, um, you know, this letter to you was in the can for a year, right? Right, Because he was waiting for what's the right time to send this. No, he's a genius when it comes to his brand, period. Yes. I mean, hands down, whether he's controlling it, he has people that helps him. He's making the right decisions. He's always there. He's always delivering. You know, and the, and the other thing that we didn't talk about, right, is his arrest. Um, yeah. And I know that... Um, you know, I've had people on the podcast that have, um, that are in recovery uh -huh. and, you know, and like one of them reached out to me directly and said, um, I heard about this. My worry with his depression is something going on. I hope he's okay. Mm -hmm. And then later we were all relieved like, okay, well, now that we know the rest of the story, um, this was, you know, much ado about nothing. Right. right. Um, that's the closest we've had to a scandal since he broke up from his first wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, yeah, it was, it was very close. Um, and and all, of all the, the history, I mean, he's been able to manage, if he has bad in his life, he's, he's definitely managed to keep it away from us. Yes, absolutely. Good. Yeah. You know, and, and, and one, one, other moment, one other point I wanted to make on that consistency stuff, you talked about a great story of, you know, getting a good, good customer experience and being consistent with that. You know, the bad consistency, I have to tell you, I don't, and, I, and I'm not going to mention the airline, probably everybody would, be, would probably know which one I'm talking about, but they consistently have a bad experience all the time, like all the time. Every person you talk to when you say, did you fly this airline? They're like, yeah, it stinks. It's terrible, right? Um, and it's a horrible experience. And I keep thinking, you know, we, we have so many examples of, of good, you know, bad experience. Maybe they're setting the bar really, really, really low so that they can get to a point where they set it really, really high. I'm not quite sure, 
but that's a you know another company that you know another example of just in general how you could be known for bad you know bad consistency um, and a bad experience. Yeah, I know. Like uh, at one point in his life, um, the late great George Jones had a reputation of no show Jones, right? Because of his alcohol abuse, you know, you consistently would not be at shows. Like you would buy tickets and you would not know if he's going to show up or not. And so um, the idea that, um, you know, I I had two guys talking about that, um, you know, that when the ticket says eight o'clock, Bruce is by 805, 807, Bruce is on stage. You know, there is no 930, 10 like, no, Bruce is, hey, you know, it's time to get this going. No, hands down. Like I said, we know, we know exactly where it's, it's so consistent. And it's just a, you know, yeah, leads into the last point, which is exceptional customer or except, exceptional experience, right? Um, and we know what customer experience is that means something to us. And I think I hit on all of those things that you combine it all together, right? Which is, Bruce has done all of these things over these years. He has made fans of us. And, you know, a lot of times I've, I've said, well, a lot of people ask me, how did you become a Bruce Springsteen fan? I said, I went to his concert. It wasn't, I bought all these albums before I went to his concert and I'm, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know the words of the songs, but I'm like, I love this guy. I love him. Right. Um, because of, because of that, he's giving me something I didn't know I needed. He's constantly thinking about things that I don't know I need. I did not know that I needed a podcast from him. I didn't know that I needed an album in the middle of a pandemic. I didn't know that, you know, I needed a Broadway show that, that was unlike anything else. So he's constantly doing all of those things and making that delighting his customers, right? He delights us for everything that we do and everything that he does Um, in, in a Everybody criticizes, do you like this? Do you like that song and letter to you? Did you like the album? Did you like this? Do you like that? I'm like, look, I appreciate everything he's doing. Yeah. You know, and, and he's he's put it out there. He lays everything out on the floor for everyone. He could play to one person, 10, 100, 10,000, and he's going to give you the same performance. You know, and, and it's the same thing with his work. He has pride in his work. And you can tell that he's very much a perfectionist. He's very into making sure that you know, that, that, that we're, we're going to hear from him. And I do have one thing that one suspicion that I do have, um, you know, he talked about the fact that we would see a lot of him or hear a lot of him and these surprises that we would have. Right. Um, and, you know, we know that they can't tour this year, but there's a little festival in Asbury park in September. See here uh-huh. now. And Pearl jam is the headliner. Patty is playing in that festival. I do oh. I, yes, and I do believe that he will be making an appearance with Eddie. So, ah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's. I, I think we'll be. I think we'll be at, at, a, at a point there that that we should be in the clear. That's my mm-hmm. suspicion. I'm going to be there. So, oh, good, good for you. Yeah, you know, um, the it the exceptional experience is um, you you tell the story over and over again about the concert experience. Um, you know, you, you can hear people say, I, I know he wasn't, but he was looking at me. 
Like, right, like, I, I know you're going to say it wasn't, but I'm telling you, Jesse, you know, <laughs> he was, he was looking at me in the pit and this, you know, this was it. Um, and the, the idea of how do you, people who are not fans don't understand this. And um, like, they were mocking me. Um, one of the managers for the company I worked for. Uh, and, you know, he was, he had a bunch of friends over and they were talking about, yeah, this, this guy I work with has seen Bruce like 16 times. Like I haven't seen my mother in 16, I was 16. I was like, what, what, why? And, um, and I try to explain, I feel like that's actually a small amount for, you know, fans. I said, but it's just, everyone is that exceptional experience right? It is, it is unique and is different. And even when he did the river tour where, you know, two thirds of it was the same set, um, that other third was different every night. And it was, you know, he was out there, as you said, giving it all. The band truly, especially I think at this point, um, know that the road in front of them is shorter than the road behind them. And they only have X amount of shows left to play. And so everyone they play as if it is a gift, we're getting to do this one more time. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I do have, I, I have one story I want to share with please, you. Please, please. That, um, that really kind of ties in Western stars and a song that happened and something that happened in the midst of this that was really horrible, but also a customer experience that came out of it too. Um, my dog, I don't know if you knew this or not, but my dog, uh, I had to put her down in June yes. of last year. And she was my, she's my heart dog, my first dog. Um, and Sydney came into my life in Arizona and I brought her home. And the very first thing I did, I said, listen, we're going to have a great life. We're going to need a lot of things. But one of the things we're going to do is we're going to listen to a lot of Bruce Springsteen. And so I had played Bruce Springsteen on my way home when she was a puppy. She was 12 weeks old and I'm bringing her home and I'm talking to her. Right. And as I had to make this decision, um, we were sitting around the pool and I brought her inside and we had gone for this great magical um, walk that she had not been able to walk for a while. And she, 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 we, we took a long time, you know, and went around the neighborhood, came back in. I said, listen, girl, I said, you're, you're going out of this world listening to Bruce. You came into my life listening to Bruce. You're going to go out listening to Bruce. And so the, the, I put on Western Stars. And the vet comes in about an hour, a half hour later. Um, we sit down in front of the fireplace. And the music's playing quietly in the background. And I'd never had to do this. You know, I had no idea. She told me what to expect, but I really didn't know exactly what to expect until it sure. happens and um at one point the vet looks at me the doctor she goes tammy she's she's gone and i didn't know that she was gone and the song that was playing was there goes my miracle oh there was a candle that was in my house that was burning at the time and every time I heard, would smell that scent, I related it to that, to Sydney. Yes. And so I ordered this candle and I said, um, and explained why that I'd ordered it. 
And you know what they sent back? The, the, the package was addressed to the amazing pup mom of Stitch. So that customer experience, guess what? That candle is right here. Yes. And I will always buy candles from this company. I Absolutely. Mean, it's, again, it's that, that touch. That's something that makes your heart feel good. Yeah. Something that they know that that person knew me. For one second, they knew my story. They knew what mm. was going on. They knew that that yeah. meant me. So, mm. I that what a perfect story, and I know, I you know, I know you miss her, and but you know what a lovely way to, um, with you there for her and so, and listening to she was your miracle. So that's that's wonderful. Yeah, I love was. that story. Yeah, thank that's you. Great. Oh yeah. Um, so Bruce, right? Build relationships, relevant, unforgettable, consistent, exceptional experience. Uh, fine advice that, um, I think any one attending a seminar would love. And it's a lot of fun. I and bet. We talked a, talk a little bit of Bruce in it, but, uh, it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. That's very fun. That's great. Um, so do you have any, you've already suggested you think he may play, coming up in the fall. Yes. And any other thoughts that what might be coming up? No, that's the biggest, strongest one that I have. That's the, that's the bet I'm hedging on. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to stay out there for two weeks. So I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to stalk him. I'm, I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. Um, I, I'm going to be staying at the shore for a couple of weeks. And, um, and so I, I've, I've planned this, you know, for a while and um, especially with the StubHub fiasco, so StubHub had I have a bunch of credits because of uh, they didn't refund your money for all the concerts they canceled last year. So yeah, um, yeah, no, I I think that uh, I do think that the second that he has an opportunity to get the band together, I think we're getting another album too. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's got more music to make, and I think they are as eager to tour as we are to hear them. They I are. think I think they are ready to play. Um, you know, and I've now kind of, you know, I ask people, as you shared with me when you're on the podcast, I'm like, you know, what songs are you chasing? And I now go, okay, with the exception of Western Stars and Letter to You, because obviously all of us are dying to hear anything from those two albums live. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. No, hands down. I mean, and, you know, what was your favorite, uh, favorite song from Letter to You? Um, I'll see, you know, I'll, I'll see you in my dreams, obviously. Uh, but I, if I was the priest yes. was just something that, uh, I'm, I've said, that's what outlaw Pete wanted to be. It just, but somehow the way those, the, the music was built together, the lyrics and the chorus and, you know, Max playing the drums, um, I adore it, you know, but I, I love letter to you. I, you know, I love, uh, this, ghost. you know, ghost is on me. Um, my current, um, you know, when I have an alarm set on my, uh, phone, it's currently, uh, power prayer is the song that starts, you know, with my phone. So I just think it's, it's, it is amazing. It's an amazing album period. I when you think at his age and at this point in the career, it's even more amazing. Right. I mean, 
Yeah, from everything, uh, Jesse. I mean, his voice sounds better than it ha yeah. ever has. He, musically, it's great. The the mm -hmm. band is just on fire in the, the on the entire album. Like I said, there's not one song you go, oh, I really don't like that song. Yeah. I, and that's how I, that was my bar of how I how I compared the albums because the Rising I think had won over Born in the USA for me. Yeah. And and then now this is better to me than the rising. And that says a lot. It says a whole lot. And it's the album we needed. This yeah. is great. Uh, Tammy, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, we will, you know, we will get together soon to break bread. I, you know, I just, I miss you. I want to hug you. I want to hey. just share all the stories. I want to, I want to tell you all the fun that I've had and all the challenges over the past year. I want to hear about all the stuff that you've got going on. So yeah, hopefully soon we'll be able to do this. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And it's so good to see you again. Yes, it is. If someone wants to reach you, how's the best way to do it? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook. I'm Tammy Collier uh, here in Dallas. Um, uh, Real Tammy sixty, uh, Real Tammy three sixty five on Instagram and on Twitter. All right, sounds good. Um, thank you, my friend. This was wonderful. Listeners, <laughs> you please stay safe. Remember to social distance. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to wear a mask. Just ignore the Texas governor. <laughs> just, just, yeah, wear a mask. Uh, and let's be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. And for now, thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank you to my Patreons. Andrew Goddard, Betsy Hodges, Levi Petri, Elizabeth Bronson, Stephen Malio, Holly Mack, Steve Rogers, Dale Hosick, Terry Smith, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, and Mary Thomas. You all are my monthly angels. Thank you so much for the love and support you give on this podcast. You are greatly appreciated. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking fan-thinking, joy-spreading, lyric-reading, story-sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 